All right. You can feel it in my work ethic, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I am Gary, and this is Adam Rotella, and this is the NWA, a podcast. The past, the present, the future, the history, legacy, and tradition of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. Hello, Adam. Hello, Gary. How's it going, my man? Oh, it's going great. So this episode, everybody, is, uh, well, it's going to end up being a podcast episode, but if you happen to uh, catch it, it's also going to be on YouTube, it looks like. It's streaming live, at least right now. Whether or not Adam leaves it up, we had plenty of technical difficulties. So we're just trying this out because if we haven't made it clear yet to you and you're hearing this, uh, we are going to be going live starting every Tuesday after NWA Power at 6.05. Ours will be, I guess, 7.05 or something like that, Eastern Time. And uh, so we're going to try to become the official, unofficial NWA Power after show so we can hang out with all of you. Yeah, Gary, I think think 7.05 sounds like a great... It sounds like a great tagline. I, I, that, that'll give us some time to, to, to brew over what we just watched with NWA Power. And uh, th- this live stream will remain up, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, do some edits to it, because I, I do have that YouTube studio thing that we can go in and tweak some things around with. You don't hear echoes for the first five minutes of this show, but, you know, this is a very exciting time for me, Gary. I've been trying to learn this OBS system for, I don't even know, man, for the last three months of my life, probably. So just to get us to this point and, and really right when the NWA is starting their, their, their television makes me feel so good. It's like this thing was meant to happen, my man. So this is, this is a very exciting time for me, my friend. I agree, man. I'm excited to be here. We've like officially kicked in our partnership uh, with This is the NWA. You sweetly agreed to go with that title. And uh, it made sense, man. I mean, the the, the way that you sold it on that Nick Aldis show. I mean, who who knew that you were the actual one that put it in Nick Aldis's head to say this is the NWA with the blood streaming down the champ's face after destroying Marty Skrull. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't heard that Nick Aldis interview, you go back and towards the end of that, we do cover that, that uh, he he thought that the show was named after his speech at Crockett Cup, but he had forgotten. He had a sticker of this is the NWA prior to the Crockett Cup. You're laughing. But see, here's the thing. It was all the sticker, Gary. All the sticker. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, hey, I'm podcast it's called this is the nwa here's a sticker i thought stickers were better than business cards because people could do stuff with them it's cool if you haven't seen it uh well we're gonna have to make get some more i think because i'm out but it's like a cool rick flair holding the 10 pounds of gold black and white photo and it's got all of the stuff on it but uh even if you didn't weren't a fan of the the podcast it's still a cool visual and uh something you might want to put up somewhere because it's just a badass Ric Flair photo that's a sticker but anyway uh so you laugh uh when you say that but I noticed you did that too with with Legata when we talked about uh being at the tapings and he had video of me like dropping a plug for the show on there so you didn't know this but I got hustled too my man I 
I will I will drop in this podcast in any conversation that I can. The hustle is 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 very impressive, very impressive, Gary. Especially when, especially when it's in the second line of your recap after when when they're letting you out of the studio. It's you'll never believe all the excitement that you can get, and then they have to do a quick cut on you because you go right into <laughs> just like the end. This is the NWA podcast. I love it, man. I think I think that that's it's it's, it's part of your. Charm is part of your charm, my friend, and I, I, I think that that with the way that you kiss up to the mainstream wrestling media is why we are quick, quick friends, my friend. Yeah, well, I mean, I know we have our, our disagreements on the mainstream wrestling media, but but uh, I, I, I mean, it's not that I believe everything I hear all the time, but I think that those guys have been around the business for a long time, at least with, and I'm not this way with everyone, by the way. There are select ones that I choose to listen to that I think have proven to have uh, valid opinions and uh, seem to have some inside knowledge when, when it's time. But so it's a Bruce gimmick, Mitchell, Gary. It's just a gimmick. It's Bruce Mitchell, a- who's been on the show, has been around a long time. The man has, uh, he knows his wrestling. The, the Typically the PW Torch, Dave Meltzer, you know Dave Meltzer's been around a lot. I mean, there's disagreements people have with Dave Meltzer, but the guy has a uh, He's he's seen it all, and uh, I I think even Vince tried to get him to work for the WWF at one point. Though he because he because he knows he's, he's seen everything. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's the kind of feedback I'm looking for, Adam. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, man. I'm looking at all these screens, making sure that everything's running correctly right right now. So uh, I, I got my phone on, making sure that we look good if people are looking at us on our phones. And uh, there, there are some people actually joining us, believe it or not. So, folks, if you are joining us and you want to leave a little comment underneath, let Gary and I know how we sound. Let us know if you can hear us. Let us know if you can't hear us uh, because – all feedback like that would be very nice at the moment so we can get all the kinks out of this before we go live on Tuesday. So, Gary, what are we going to talk about today, my man? Well, like you kind of established, this is a test run of sorts for our live show, but uh, we are actually still going to be recording a podcast here. So uh, one thing we have done for the podcast so far that people have been clamoring for is a recap of episode two of NWA Power, so we're definitely going to be doing that. I don't know if you want to get into the nitty-gritty about any other content details that we've got going on. I know you've got a little NWA coffee thing you're planning. Is that right? I think NWA coffee could be a really good idea, Gary. I mean, we can definitely talk about this is like having a little business meeting right now, too, my man. Uh, I, I, I feel that having not 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 necessarily daily content but right now people are hungry for nwa content i mean we've seen it with the with with the exponential growth that we've been going through and people are out there there they are searching for nwa content and when when i first started this this goal my man whenever that was one of the things that i really enjoyed doing and one of the things that set uh, myself apart from a lot of other people out there was i was making NWA content every single day when they were just coming out with, you know, 12 minute long, 10 pounds of gold every 10 days. So to be able to do that every day for the small amount of content that the NWA was giving us, I definitely feel that I'll be able to do something like that 
five days a week, three days a week, whatever the market would like, I am very open to doing that because one of the things that I want to do with our content is get into people's daily routines. One of the things that I have is a daily routine when it comes to Gary V content and I watch him every single morning. So once you're in that once you're in that that mindset, my friends, that's 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 where I want to get our fans. And this is a great chance to do that before everyone else out there starts clamoring about the NWA. We have been here, Gary, and I want to stake our flag in this ground right now for the NWA and continue moving forward with stuff like that, my friend. I am 100 percent on board with you. I like that idea. Um, I, I think I'll probably pick up the uh, this is the NWA weekly episodes and just put those out to maybe short recaps or some news items or something that happened to come out. And uh, we can. So we just keep that stuff flowing, at least on the podcast, too. That's uh, so. So those are the plans right now. I do have an idea. I've mentioned this to you before, too. I want to dig into the past, too, because I, I say, like at the beginning with that intro, talking about the past, the present, the future, history, legacy, tradition, that whole thing. The NWA. The NWA has uh, one of the richest uh, historical presences. Like in in uh, that that sentence was terrible, but in all of wrestling, the legacy that the NWA has since 1948, there's been NWA stuff. So there's plenty of ground to cover. And one thing I really would like to do that I've that I've considered doing is is I'm actually right now reading everything I can about Harley race. And so that I think he will be my first topic in that, but that's, that's coming a little bit down the road because unfortunately it does take a little bit more time to produce that kind of stuff because it's uh, going to take some research, but I want to try to, 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 to pay homage to that stuff as well. Well, you know, Gary, I think you diving in deep with stuff like that is fantastic and right up your alley, my friend. I mean, just because we are partners in some things doesn't mean that we have to be partners in absolutely everything. That The whole point of this partnership, I feel, is to give people some NWA content, whether it's serious content like, like, like yourself can bring with diving deep into the history of the NWA, because the NWA right now, as we've seen from both of their shows as we've seen from everything that the nwa is doing there's a very serious side there's also a very weird side as we've as as we've seen as well so the combining of our forces of serious we're both funny and we're and we're also a little bit of weird i think goes directly hand in hand with what the nwa is producing themselves right now my friend was the weird thing because of the bandana i just came in i was worried i thought i, I should have i think you look great I, sh- I thought I was going to have to dress up, and uh, but but I see you with your sleeveless Hawaiian shirt, which nobody actually makes, I don't think. I, I think you <laughs> you you did that yourself, and so I, I came straight from the gym and just changed clothes. I am as God made me, folks, and I and he made me an NWA fan. Right. So I think you look great, Gary. Absolutely. And one one of the things that one of our one of our uh, listeners who is watching right now, Elder Sauer, he 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 loves your idea of going deep into the uh, uh, who's won the ten pounds of gold. Uh, Yeah, he could review old title runs of the ten pounds, is what he said. So, dude, people are hungry for this content, and we can definitely provide it for them. Yeah, that's a great that's a great idea, Elder Sauer. I I will cover. 
I, I've had this idea for a little while. It's, like I said, it's just the idea of the research and that sort of thing that goes into it. Because if I'm going to do it, I want to do it thoroughly. And, and you know, with Harley just passing, there were lots of podcasts that had different stories and things like that. So I've been listening to everything that's come out so I can just combine all of that information as well and just have like a one-stop shop for if you just wanted to know everything about Harley race, like we're going to do it. I got his book, which is not easy to find right now. And, uh, finally found it from a seller on eBay who got it to me. And, uh, we, we haggled over the price cause everybody's trying to sell that thing. Like if you go to Amazon and look for the hardcover of Harley mm-hmm. races book right now, it is a ridiculous amount of money, like hundreds ridiculous. And it's a book and it's not even that thick of a book, but you know, anyway, so I, I've thought about covering wrestlers. I've thought about covering feuds. I've thought about covering reigns like you're talking about, just different things. If Even if specific events, maybe like, you know, Clash of the Champions one year or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it is. But anyway, that's the idea. Dude, I love it. And, and another thing from Elder Sour right now is our tag team name waiting to happen. Our- you ready for this? Our tag team name, Serious and Weird, is the tag team name that Elder Seller has given us. And uh, I, I don't know. It sounds like a good tattoo to me. Let's let's, let's go to the tattoo shop while we're in uh, Atlanta, Gary. Come on, my friend. We need matching heart tattoos, my man. Yeah, we could do that. I don't know that it sounds like we're ready for a run against uh, the wild cards, but we, we could we could give it a go. There's always Austin Idol School to get us ready, my friend. Oh, my God. It's right down the road, dude. <laughs> I'm excited. It's just that it's, you know, I'm not a rich man, and it's like 2500 bucks for 12 weeks or something like that. So, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I looked it up already. So, <laughs> the only thing I thought about, honest to God, and it just since we're having this business meeting type discussion right now. <laughs> Is uh, the man has a podcast and it sounds like he's just doing it from the built in laptop mic, just talking to his screen. And uh, so I have been the thought has run my mind that if, like I can get him on the show at some point. He could see its quality. Maybe there's the opportunity to pitch like, hey, I can make your podcast better if you help me out. There <laughs> so, it is. Absolutely, so. my friend. Absolutely. I love that. That's trying to that. keep the hustle in mind. That's the Gary V approach, I think. So. It, it definitely is working for free. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It might not help your pocketbook now or our pocketbook now, but in the future, it definitely will. Yeah, exactly. All right, Adam, uh, are you ready? Do you want to go ahead and cover uh, NWA Power Episode 2? Yeah, man, let's do it. I, I, I love that you opened with some content talk. That is something that I wanted to talk to you about. So I'm excited that both of us are, are staying on our path, but we're combining our forces as well. I think that this is, this is, this is a great thing that's about to happen, my friend. Oh my and God, let us I... know in the comments below if you're watching, if you think this is a good thing to happen, folks. Come on, interact with us, everybody. We are fun people. Absolutely. I also... Bye. By the way, I did want to give a shout out to to someone who listens to the podcast regularly. And this guy is also a hustler. It's uh, James William Lawrence. The third is his name. Uh, you and I have had conversations about covering uh, Facebook. And uh, I've been dipping my toes a little in Facebook. The, this is the NWA has a presence on Facebook. Not much of one as of this moment, but I have been posting episodes and I joined, say, God, I don't know, probably 
15, 20 of these Facebook groups that, that are out there that are dedicated to the NWA. And Adam, they're not small audiences either. I'm mm-hmm. talking like some of these groups have like 22,000 people in them. And so it's pretty amazing. But the beauty part is, it's like this theory, this theory that the NWA has about the, these LAPS fans, it exists in these groups because people talking mostly about the way wrestling used to be and wanting mm-hmm. to see something more like it. And they've all pretty consistently been very happy with NWA power so far. So these are people, I think, that are adding to those numbers that we're seeing on the YouTube. Uh, James William Lawrence the third. uh James has been doing in one of the groups, his, his group is called the 10 pounds of gold national wrestling Alliance fan club. And he's nice to the point. Yeah. And he is, uh, he, he does a, a live viewing like streaming on the Facebook group and does another one at nine Oh five for everybody to come in, does watch parties in Facebook group for people to join in with them. So twice and twice a Tuesday, this guy is watching the stuff and uh, trying to create conversation on Facebook. And I just think that that's a kind of a cool thing to do to help boost those NWA numbers. And I, I even noticed today during football time, he said for anybody who's not interested in football, he's doing it again through Sundays, uh, creating other watch parties just for people to join up and watch. And he's getting people involved. It's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. So I thought he deserved a shout out. Hey, man, you know, like that's that's what is really different about this NWA fan right now. We we, we hear so much about this lapse fan and the, the lapse fan isn't anti-wrestling. They're not anti-WWE. If the WWE was giving them what they wanted to see, they'd happily watch the WWE, my friend. But no one is giving us what we want to see right now except for the NWA that's really going in that old school direction. And we've seen it since the beginning of 10 pounds of gold. So what's really a big boost in energy for me right now, Gary, is that all these other people coming across just from finding power are really seeing what the NWA has legitimately been producing for the last two years now. So this is really the time for those watch parties, for this community to start coming together. We've even, like, there was a guy that mentioned in one of Lagana's posts today hey is there going to be a fan get together out in Atlanta and I jumped on that thing immediately my friend that's something that I did it in Nashville we had a nice handful of people show up that still talk almost every single week to this day and that's something that we can easily set up in Atlanta somewhere the guy's like where do you want to do it what time is it I said hey let's slow down a little bit it's two months away I have no idea what's in Atlanta but uh, keep listening to this is the NWA my friends and we will get a place we will have a meet and drink if you don't drink we will have a meet and meet and we will all have a fun fun time if you don't eat meat we'll have a meat and veg yeah there you go we'll just lay around (laughs) on couches all day yes Uh, the uh i I think elder sour i don't know if i i recall from online that he may live near that area um the uh i know larry that we talked to uh is around that that those parts regularly but we yeah yeah, we could said maybe we maybe we have enough support that we can book a private room or something like that and and get some people together. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. I, I I don't see any reason why that can't happen. I love it. All right, so Adam, I'll tell you one thing. Coming off of episode two, my immediate thoughts are I appreciate that these guys always make me want more. 
Mm-hmm. Every single episode. You don't get that with any other wrestling. Not right now. Not to me. I mean, and I've seen it all now. I, I actually sat down the other day and I watched AEW. I've seen some of the NXT. I haven't watched the WWE because, Jesus, I've only got so much time in a day. But, but that's the point. So you could choose a brand that has literally about nine hours of wrestling a week <laughs> or, oh, or, and that's got, you know, roughly like three or four out of AEW. If you count AEW dark, which is fine. Uh, but the NWA is sticking strictly with this, with this roughly an hour generally for NWA power. And there is so much packed kind of mentioned this to like God so much packed into that one hour yet like I feel completely satiated with how much is there but at the end of every episode of NWA Power I'm like what's happening next I need to know and they're making us wait a week but that is better than being like kind of wrestling <laughs> So yeah, man. Gary, I I can't tell you how many times uh, my 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 girlfriend and I has have been watching wrestling. It doesn't matter what brand it is, but she'll she'll lean over to me and she'll say, "How much more time is there?" And that's you shouldn't be asking that question when you're watching wrestling. You should be asking, "What's going to happen next?" And that's exactly the feeling. That's exactly the vibe that I have about the NWA, my friend. And I'm sure that it's a lot. I mean, that's why people are are saying on a on a Wednesday, the day after it airs, when's Tuesday again? I see those comments all the time, my man. Like if you're out there and you enjoy everything that you're seeing about the NWA, I implore you to search that hashtag on Twitter the day after. Scroll through that thing, my friends. Oh my Lord, the feedback is so positive. The feedback just wants more immediately. And I think that's what uh, David Lagana and the NWA does so smart, my friend. They actually leave you wanting more. And I'm, I'm with you, man. Is it is, is it time? Can we can we start the next show already? Yeah, that's it, man. I'm I'm super excited about seeing what's going on with Camille and Otis to see what's go- what what's Eli Drake planning? What's James Storm gonna do? Where's Josephus? He didn't even show up this week. Yeah, it's it's great. You you should always want more, and the NWA makes you want more. It's it's perfect. It's uh it's just the perfect wrestling show it absolutely is all right adam let's dive in let's go ahead and talk about this let's do it. i'm gonna so. i'm gonna move this camera around really quick we're gonna do a quick change here folks so sorry if you get a little dizzy here for a uh... second sorry everybody I, I i gotta see gary his energy is so well that when i'm when i'm looking down i gotta look away from my screen and i don't want to do that That's hi okay. gary hey buddy hi all right, I think that's better. Yeah, there we go. Let's did get. You have, did you have a podcast called Discover America at some point? I did not. That's, uh, that's the old thing that I used to. I, I used to be. I one of my one of my trademarks was my friend. I would always have an American flag on uh, somewhere on my somewhere on my clothing. So uh, 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 a past friend made that for me. He was a graphic designer, but it's it's pretty it's pretty good branding, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like it. it looks All good. right. Do you have a captain's hat somewhere? 
I used to wear that pretty regularly when uh, I, I used to live in I used to live in uh, L.A. and we would go to an '80s club every week on Hollywood Boulevard, and it was a uh, it was a rip roaring time, my friend. That was uh, that was fun, Adam, if you know what I mean. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so Adam, this week. The show, oh, oh I, I guess I should establish, I'm reading from a breakdown uh, written by Michael Taylor from the PW Torch at a mainstream wrestling media, but he had a breakdown and it sure saved me time <laughs> typing, so. Uh, so credit to him. Show opens with highlights from the premiere episode of Power featuring promos from Eli Drake, Tim Storm, as well as the conclusion of the Aldis Storm match for the NWA heavyweight title. The show's intro video played and the camera panned the crowd before landing on the announcers. Probably didn't need to read all that, but there it is. All right. Uh, Josh, he says Josh Marquez. Michael Taylor, it's David Marquez. You've already you've already ruined me here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you've already ruined this me. This is live. This, we're live. We're doing it live. <laughs> um, all right. So David Marquez welcomes Aaron. Steven. Steven says he's been away from pro wrestling for a while, but was excited to return upon finding out that the NWA and pro wrestling itself was back. Stevenson requested that no one in the studio, including the fans, make eye contact with him ever again. Stevens yelled at them, uh, yelled at the crowd to stop laughing. He is a serious thespian. Marquez asked who Stevens was planning on facing first. Stevens did not answer, but called himself a star and left the interview saying, they love me. They really love me. So Aaron Stevens, formerly Damian Sandow, is in the NWA, and we got a glimpse of him. Hey, man, he got a great reaction when he came out. Can you take a second? You were actually in that crowd. Can you tell us what that reaction felt like? Because uh, the, 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 the one guy that I saw that really was excited to see him was Santa Vol. I mean, you can't miss Santa Vol, my friends. He's in a bright orange blazer. It's magnifique. He, he looks like Santa Claus. He's wearing a Santa hat. And this guy jumps out of his chair. What, what, what was that? What was that reception like for, for uh, Aaron Stevens? Yeah, it was did great. Did I say man. that last name right? <laughs> yeah, you did. Everybody was super excited to see him. They know him. And, uh, you know, he's he's obviously he's been on the WWE television, had a big program with the Miz at one point, I think. Yeah, well, he was Davian Mizdow at one point. Uh, he So so he had his, his big one and then kind of, I think he appeared in TNA for a little while, but sort of faded out of the wrestling world. He had kind of just disappeared. So this episode features... Uh, uh, a few of these actually like returning wrestlers that you haven't seen in a little while. And uh, this was the first one. And I don't think anybody in the crowd knew what to expect. I think we had an idea of who was in the NWA. So nobody really, I don't think was even considering that there might be surprises on this television taping. And here he was, he got a great pop immediately knows how to work the crowd, uh, playing up that serious thespian thing, no eye contact, He's uh yeah he he knows what he's doing and 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 I can say with certainty from being there live there's plenty more to come from him that is just brilliant as far as uh him working he he's just a good good person to have on your team I think well here's here's the hashtag going forward my friends when we're talking about Aaron Stevens hashtag silence I mean that was just oh yeah uh, of that. 
I absolutely loved all of it. Uh, just, just, just to see the reaction from the crowd, and he looked, he looked very, very happy to be there. And that's going to be a running theme for every single wrestler in this show as well, my friend. Yeah, I think he's actually uh, definitely seen him on Twitter uh, promoting that he's going to be on Magnum PI or something this week. And uh, there yeah, you he's got to grow a mustache for that. Yeah, you, uh, you're sporting your uh, Magnum PI like look, so. I like that. All right. So uh, speaking of returning uh, stars, Trevor Murdoch is in the next matchup waiting to ring, uh, for the debut of Ricky Starks. And uh, so this match, uh, it, they basically traded chops a bunch. And uh, Cornette tells a story about Murdoch sitting wrestling because he was tired of the showbiz aspects of other promotions and that he was looking to fight the toughest men he could find. Uh, so Cornette kind of gives you a little background on where Trevor Murdoch's been. Uh, David Lagana gave us a little bit of a, uh, I, th I think he mentioned a few things about Trevor Murdoch as well in our interview with him, uh, talking about that, that Murdoch had kind of given up on the business. He was pretty done, but people might recognize him from the WWE as well. Uh, he's the son of Dick Murdoch. Uh, so he's second generation, as far as I know. And if he's third, I'm wrong. I apologize. But that'll be for the research episodes. Anyway, very unique look from Trevor Murdoch. It, it, it's a thing that when I was watching him there live, uh, you really appreciate him up close. Like he not staring at his body or anything. I mean, you appreciate his work in the ring. Like he... Yeah, lays sure. stuff in yeah well and he's also so sexy for Murdoch <laughs> <laughs> well I don't even remember what Cornette says uh, like a, a potato with arms or something like that but uh, anyway so uh, Starks ends up getting the pinfall win over Trevor Murdoch and uh, Starks goes and does his interview uh, before we get there so so a good match, though, and a good debut from Ricky Starks. Uh, all I was going to say about Trevor Murdoch is that it was cool to see him there. He has a look that is not a look that would survive in WWE, basically for what they're looking for. They don't seem to be back in the day. Wrestlers seem to have unique body types and WWE seems pretty set on what they're looking for now. If that makes sense. Well, not, not only that, Gary, it's, it's, it's a look that doesn't fly in, in a lot of places right now. And Eli Drake talks about that on one of his recent podcasts. He goes and shows the fans are looking a lot more like the wrestlers these days and wrestlers that look like wrestlers. So this is a guy that's not exactly fitting in anywhere. So the fact that the NWA picked this guy up really shows, and we go back to this all the time, and we mentioned this in the Lagana interview, that vibe and that energy that they're going for, that differentness that they're really seeking out there. And man, by, by the end of this match, you could tell that these guys are laying their stuff in because this guy's chest is all bleeding and it's it's there's bruises all over him. So Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. It was it, it was I I thought really, really fun to watch this guy. This this was my first ever uh, uh, time seeing him in action, first time ever seeing seeing the gentleman. Period. But the, the the contrast between himself and Ricky Starks, that dynamic between each other, was so different that it kind of sucked you in a little bit, and you kind of started to wonder to yourself, what exactly is this promotion? 
going to be. And these are the matches that we're going to be seeing. This is really what I, this is, this is interesting stuff, my friend. So yeah, happy, happy that Trevor Murdoch's back. And by the way, a, a, a tweet that they released saying happy, welcome back has over a thousand likes on it. I think that that's probably the most this guy has ever seen period on Twitter. So the, the, the engagement is there from the fans and that just shows even more folks that this is something that's happening right now. This is a snowball that's starting to roll down a hill, and that's what's really exciting. Yeah, it's it's really cool, uh, and and this match is a perfect example of this, uh, of a few things actually. Mine's everywhere because there's so much I want to say about it that actually this this particular match shows you. One thing is that the uh, you you kind of just covered. It. I mean, the 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 hands. I don't want to say hands. Um, because uh, I don't want to do that uh, supposed curse of you're a good hand or whatever. Um, I, I want to say, like, Trevor Murdoch is a different kind of talent than Ricky Starks, even in that Ricky Starks is a new upcoming, your draft pick. He's the young guy. Trevor Murdoch is the wily veteran guy. And um, they're both people looking for a chance to prove themselves again. And I think that that's really cool that the NWA is a place that these guys can come to uh, be you're on the other side of your career or just trying to get a career started. There might be a for you if you can capture the audience. I really think that's cool. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's really what it's all about, right? Isn't that what, what, what we grew up with our, our pro wrestling being? If, if someone was able to captivate our attention, I mean, even James H. Jackson Jr., I mean, this guy, is this guy some kind of Civil War actor? He said, way, awesome, spectacular, and uh, I, I got to agree with him as well. Yeah, the uh, the other part of this is, is that Ricky Starr, Marks goes to the interview table. Now, Lagana, again, I, I, you know, sorry, folks at home, I'm not trying to just keep plugging our interview with David Lagana, but if it you haven't really heard good. it, yeah, it was good. So if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Anyway, uh, in that interview, David Lagana also talks about they realized from from this match, actually, that they had some work to do with Ricky Starks. And part of that is, is that uh, a lot of companies, I think, I think AEW's doing this, honest with you, and that's a whole other you know side street to go down but not every watching your show knows who everybody is and even Mm -hmm. though ricky starks had some videos put out i think people there in that place didn't know and or didn't know what to think about ricky starks so there was no you know they are sure if he's do we go crazy do we boo what who is this guy and what is he about well, I think he manages to settle that in his post-match promo, which I thought was really, really good, where he lets you know uh, he may act kind of funny, but at the end of the day, he's counting your money. Hey, man, he, he can print my money any day of the week. Let me tell you what, my friends. And then not only that, let's go back to that, too. We're not sure what to think of Ricky Starks. He acts a little funny. Air quotes for everybody listening on the audio portion of this. But I think that's another reason why they gave that handshake and that show of respect at, at the end of the match. The NWA doesn't need to come out here and say, we accept everyone in wrestling because we're accepting of everyone. That showed the audience right there that, hey, folks, 
everyone is going to be on this show. There's going to be different personalities on this show, and we just want to treat wrestling seriously. Long treat wrestling seriously. You're going to be welcome to come onto the re- on onto the NWA program, and I think that that handshake was more for the audience than it was for anybody else. And I, I got to say that, man, I, I I love that show of respect. I love that show of accountability at the end of the match. Hey, man, you had a you, you had a better day than me, and I love stuff like that. Absolutely, and if you love stuff like that, this episode is pretty full of that because we're going to see that again a little bit later. And the sh- which I thought was an interesting thing. And, and and I think that this is ideal because if a standard is set, if not everything ends in some kind of weird, uh, somebody screwing over another person, you know, it, it makes those things mean more when they do happen. But it's cool to see that there's also just people here for the cop people and that's one of the things that we hear over and over again about the audience they were looking for a good wrestling show people that respect each other as wrestlers going out there and having a wrestling match uh so anyway uh after you get a breaking news bumper and it shows a pre-tape segment with joe galley interviewing uh and camille uh it's a sorry no, you're great. We'll take this time to, to mention James H. Jackson Jr. You can see him at the next Civil War enactment. He says, I go way back to old studio shows, so I feel this will organically keep going, growing year after year. Exactly, James. We talk about that stuff all the time. He even says that he watched it with his son, and he really enjoyed it. He He's a big James Storm fan, so that's great, man. Again, here we go. The bringing up of new NWA fans. This is this is the future my friends this is the future right here so have have you gathered yourself there gary that was a perfect time to to mention that comment (laughs) yeah i I appreciate you picking up my slack sorry i I have not pre-read this breakdown so i was trying to piece together what are there are are there a lot of things that are that that are not spelled correctly or does does this guy know how to say josephus's name because let me tell you what man i'm out here watching other people's reviews of this stuff and these people don't even know how to say these goddamn people's names how can how can they review the nwa if you don't know how to say these people's names that's a good point we will always we will (laughs) always know how to say the name of josephus Yes, right. we will. <laughs> Adam's so, getting hot. Adam's getting hot. <laughs> no, I, I agree, by the way. I just want to say that one thing I is like all the fans that are coming in that enjoyed wrestling in the past, but I love hearing story stories there like that one about them being able to show their kids this stuff too and their kids get to enjoy it because this show really is, uh, I, I think it has a lot visually that would appeal to kids, you know, just the way that the thing looks. And uh, so anyway, I just I like hearing that younger fans are also on board. All right. So no, what what we got here is that Gally, it's showing clips basically of Gally's interview with Nick and Camille from last week where Gally is trying to get Camille to speak. And obviously Camille does not speak. And Nick Aldis is getting very frustrated and telling Gally that he's uh, searching for clickbait. Hashtag clickbait which is the episode title. So uh, we get our first uh, commercial for the uh, dates for the next studio tapings and uh, how you can get tickets. We can talk about that at the end of this. Uh, But the show returns with Galley interviewing Colt Cabana. There he is, Mr. Cabana, who's been a a good friend of the NWA throughout this new 
uh, era. And Gally brings up Storm and the national heavyweight title, talking about how Colt Cabana uh, lost the title to Storm. Colt's acknowledging that, but that James took advantage of the situation. And, and uh, tonight, he's going to be a team match, and uh, Gally's a partner, and he says, I got a guy, and that guy is Star Anderson. I probably did that way worse than him, but you, you get the answer. That was a great way to check all levels. If you are in the chat room, let us know how we sound, everybody. We 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 we'd love to hear that. And then this, I, I've let's be authentic, right? Never have seen Mr. Anderson before. Have no idea who this guy is. Unfortunately, can you fill me in a little bit on this? What you've never heard of, Mr. Really? That's crazy. Um, if, if you guys are not watching this live feed, that was a great screenshot of Gary right now. If you can get that for us, that that was an actual surprised face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Okay, so uh, this is a guy who uh, big star for a while in WWE, and uh, he was known as Kennedy, Mister Kennedy, uh, Ken Kennedy. Actually, was his name. Now, uh, as Legend has it that he was uh, eventually, he, well, so his gimmick was is he would have a mic drop from the ceiling so he could talk. He was a very good talker and a great promo guy. He uh, would always do the uh, Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy. Like he would do it twice. Like they think it's supposed to be like the echo or like the repeating, like when people really wanted to make sure you knew the last name. Uh, anyway, he got into like, he marched himself right up the card. Uh, sure. He had a few title runs. He uh, got into a major program with McMahon and uh, there was supposed to be, there became this whole, History that the show was whole, the whole thing was built around on who Mr. McMahon's son was. He had this son he didn't know about. Word has it, it was supposed to be Mr. Anderson. And, uh, but Mr. Anderson ran afoul with somebody in WWE, I suppose, is what happened. And, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't know all of the details. But shortly thereafter, he won and Hornswoggle became the illegitimate son of Mr. McMahon. And that story went, well, you know, I still remember it, so I guess it was worth something. But, uh, yeah, supposedly Kennedy was came from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He later did go to TNA. Uh, he was their world champion at one point. Uh, so he had he had quite a there and uh, but has largely been independent as far as I know. So hopefully anybody out there can correct me if I've mistakenly said anything so far but that gives you a basic rundown but he by far was the uh biggest surprise to me when he showed up now he has been in a 10 pounds of gold uh previously nick aldis has a match uh with a brewery or no brewery although i'm sure nick aldis could win in that battle but uh the <laughs> I love how you're no selling every joke I make. Sorry, sorry, I'm 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 working on some computer things as well, my man. I, I do apologize. <laughs> if you don't laugh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going. But anyway. I think you're doing great. Oh, I appreciate that. Anyway, so uh, 
he is on there. He has a match you only get to see highlights of with Nick Aldis, so that might be the last time some people have seen him if they've been following the NWA. But I, I literally had a friend who was watching live episode one of NWA Power, and apparently, and I missed it, I must have looked away, but Mr. Anderson flashes on the screen at some point for a brief second during when it's like flashing through clips. And uh, I had a friend who got hype about that. He was like, did I just see Mr. Anderson? Please tell me Mr. Anderson is in the NWA. And I was like, well, you know, I don't want to give you a spoiler, but prepare to be happy. And uh, so this guy is, he's, uh, Mr. Anderson is legit one of his favorite all-time wrestlers. So he is super about uh, Mr. Anderson being there. Anyway, Mr. Anderson is great. great well, in any way, scary, by the way, that he's there. The, uh, the, 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 the chat room says from Rob, Ron Gibson, this is sir absurd, by the way. He says Gary's doing fine. So there you go. There, there, G- Gary's doing just <laughs> Thank fine you, with Rod. his jokes. Yeah. Thank you, Rod. I appreciate <laughs> oh, oh, I feel like I'm just like talking to dead air. Like just. <laughs> oh, stop it. And I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, you know, it's, it's fine. But it really harkens me back to being there live at the NWA uh, studio tapings where Jim Cornette told the story about, hey, if you like something, tell us. If you don't like something, tell us. Because (laughs) Jimmy Kimmel tells a joke and nobody laughs in the crowd. The audience at home doesn't think it's that funny either. So that's why I was like, oh, God, I'm bobbing right here on national (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> we got we got we got twos of people watching us at the moment <laughs> in front of twos of twos of people <laughs> all right anyway so we have gone off the rails adam so uh, uh colt cabana and mr anderson they end up fighting uh sal Renaro and jordan kingsley uh I think actually in the studio, there was a chant of random faces while those guys were standing in the ring. <laughs> and uh, Sauro is again, he was in a match last week against the Dawson. So I guess he is just the designated whipping boy of the NWA. Is, is, but, is he uh, the guy with like the, 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 the mullet haircut going on? And yeah. Yeah. I believe the, so. The, 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 uh, the crazy eyes. Hair. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think he, he fits perfectly for that, for that role. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he is there to make everybody look good. So props to you, Sal Renaro. We love you here on This is the NWA Podcast. Um, so needless to say, Colt Cabana and Kid Anderson won this matchup. Uh, Adam, how do you – we've never talked about this, so that was as good as time as any. How do you feel about Colt Cabana as far as wrestling? You know, like I've had discussions as I've done reviews of – uh, if you go back in our podcast archives, we've done like the rewatches of the 10 pounds of gold series. And, and the guests I had on during that time, some people were very much fans of Colt Cabana, like people love him. And then there were some that did not like Colt Cabana. Like he rubbed them the wrong way in his, uh, comedic ways, I guess you could say. Sure. Well, uh, you know, I, let's, I, I, I haven't seen much of Colt Cabana. I, I, I have been a fan of his podcast. I've listened to his podcast before. I think he does an, an excellent job with social media. I think he does a job promoting himself and being his own his own boss and his own businessman and, and pretty much his own business anyways. Uh, but what I have seen of Cabana had to do with the him going to China with Nick Aldis, and I did not like any of that. The guys... <laughs> 
the guys sitting at a table with all these other people all in suits and he's wearing a polo shirt get the get out of here get out of here with your po- give me something to throw at the screen get out of here with your polo shirts and then Nick Aldis is sitting there looking as beautiful as Nick Aldis can look uh, and then and then there's a scene where the guys rolling around on the ground in China and I think I brought this up the first time you and I talked Gary and just from that moment on that's all I could remember and then even even the commentary you know, Mr. Cornette is coming out and he's saying, I've had my differences with Cocabana in the past and I've heard differences from Cornette. But uh, I'm happy that Mr. Cornette is starting to put him over. Uh, he's saying that Cocabana is going to take a more serious approach. So I am waiting to see that serious approach, Gary. But uh, like I said, I was not a fan of what I saw in China. How about you, my man? Well, it's 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 cool that you mentioned that because yeah that was the one contrasting element that they had in this this particular episode is Cornette on commentary talking about how Cabana was going to be more serious now at NWA uh 70 no Crockett Cup where he won the national title initially Cornette was also providing that on commentary Mm -hmm. and Colt Cabana did seem more serious Mm -hmm. here he was back to acting a little more, you know, goofy. But I, I, I what I'm while Cornette was trying to put him over too. Yeah, yeah, and so it, it is going to be interesting to see what he does. Now, I will say that he is also facing, you know, not not to talk trash about the people he was in the ring with, but these are the enhancement guys essentially for the NWO. So maybe it's a little of confidence Cabana's part of like, we've got these guys, no big deal. We'll take them, you know, but it'll be interesting to see that as bigger challenges arise, can Colt take this seriously enough to make an impact in NWA power? We're, we're going to find out. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that is a storyline that I'm interested in. That is a demeanor that I'm interested in. Because, I mean, really, he, he's one of the only wrestlers that the NWA has picked up that has even had that in their past. So let's, let's, let's see what he does do with this opportunity right now. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we go, we cut to a uh, pre-tape segment shows Nick Aldis leaving the building. He's pissed off about something. Says he said some things he didn't mean. Uh, he calls Joe Galley's questions out of line and he gets in his car and leaves. So curious things afoot. Uh, the next thing you see is uh, our brand new commercial featuring Tony Falk advertising waffles and tire irons. Gary, first, let, 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 let's just cut right in right now, my man. I, I think one of the things that we need to do, and uh, we need to do pretty immediately, is find a tire iron, spray paint it gold, and that's going to be our first giveaway for everyone that subscribes to our channel, my man. We're not going to give away pins. We're not going to give away DVDs. We're going to give away a golden tire iron for the people that subscribe to our channel coming up. And uh, Shipping and handling is going to be a little bit expensive because it's going to be heavy, but we'll get it to you, my friends. I like it. I like it. I'm all for this. So, uh, yeah. So think, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I used to, before the, this is the NWA weekly episodes, did a, a promo for Nick Aldis's, uh superstar body book. So maybe we need to submit a commercial for that too, but that's another subject. Anyway, waffles and tire arts, Tony Falk, 
love it. I need constant commercials because this is amazing. Uh, the next thing that comes up is pre-taped interview with Eddie Kingston, Homicide. And Kingston claims the wild cards couldn't prove anything until they beat himself and Homicide in the ring. So Eddie Kingston, you get your first little taste. Well, you got your first taste of him last week. But uh, he's kind of thought him. He's good. I like him. Oh my God! Like I, I, I came home. Let's 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 put it this way, my friends. I came home from the bar last night, not drinking, working, mind you, at 3:30 a.m. Had a great night, and what did I do? I, I turned on some wrestling. I turned on. I said, I really can't watch this right now. And I went to the NWA YouTube page and I clicked on that one promo that they only released on, on, on YouTube last week, the one that he's backstage. And man, I watched that. Again. Yeah, I, I watched that again, my friend. And I I, I, I I had energy at four o'clock in the morning, everybody. That dude is freaking money. And if I may say, if I may use a little slang, everybody, the shiznick, did I, did I say that correctly? The, the Shiznick. Where's my... God damn it. Where's my... There we go. Shiznick. Are you saying Shiznick? Shiznick. Isn't that, isn't that how you shiznit. say it? Shiznit. Shiznit? Like N-I-T. Shiznit. Well, the Sorry. word is shit, Adam. I mean... Shiz, shiznick. It's Shiznit. Oh, God. I'm not cool at all. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, word, the word is shit. I mean, we're not a PG podcast. I mean, we're saying... How embarrassing is Adam. <laughs> no, it's um, okay. Oh, well, all right. This is an educational podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, that dude gave me so much energy at four o'clock in the morning last night. It was fantastic. Loved it. Bro, Absolutely bro, loved all of it. You're not lying, my friend. Sorry, I, I, I am excited too about that because... No lie, I have seen that promo more times than any promo uh, that they put out, which, of course, they put out as a uh, the, the one with him and Kyle. I'm talking about him and Kyle and Homicide, uh, even Homicide, like at the end where like Kyle's like, I meant no disrespect. And Homicide just like laughs at him and walks away. Like, Dude, that was but, great. He, he didn't have to say anything. That said so much more right there because I, I, I've never seen him either. So that told me so much more about that guy's character. I mean, even even James H. Jackson Jr., who's at home wearing a top hat right now, says Kingston is a natural on the mic. Yes, Elder Sauer is back. And he says Adam goes full carny. And Ron Gibson actually spelled out shiznit for me. So now I understand. So thank you guys in the chat. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. (laughs) I appreciate that. about here um yeah no no but but seriously i have rewatched that i actually shot kyle a a message because his reactions to everything as they were happening i was letting him know that i thought he handled the interview very well just his facial expressions and that but that let me speak let me speak and Mm -hmm. grabbing the microphone walking god dang that guy is good Eddie Kingston is the man. I'm excited for what he's going to be able to produce here. Uh, but next up, we've got Allison Kay defending against Ashley Vox. And uh, Ashley Vox is already in the ring. Ashley Vox, brand new to all of us, to everyone. She is a so another new and shining star, like, uh, like we saw with uh, Ricky Starks, brand new person. Nobody knows quite what to think. Allison Kay, of course, established the women's champion, and she ends up... Uh, 
hitting some kind of modified driver kind of thing from behind and just dropping uh, Ashley on her head and gets the one, two, three. And, uh, but after the match, Marquez goes to interview Kay and uh, asks Allison Kay why she chose Ashley Box as her opponent. And Allison Kay says uh, that this was a new era for her and Kay invites Box over to the podium and said it wasn't Box's night but that the NWA's women's division is in good hands. So uh, another show of respect, Adam, that's what you were talking about. You like a little bit of that. It was really cool to see. This wasn't like a bitter rivalry kind of thing. This was a good, just like uh, showcase match to get, it shows you Allison Kay's dominance, but it also gave you a little bit of uh, Ashley Vox to see what she's about. And she's looking good. Like she's, she's uh, both women, by the way, uh, uh, featured on uh, uh, at this is Gary Horn um, in my Gary only takes awkward photos uh, series. So both I love that both series. Are there. I think I think that's I think that's golden content coming our way in the future, my friends. But yeah, Gary, I mean, we don't even know if they if, if there are rivalries yet right now. We're just getting started, my friends. We're not going to be going on NWA power and freaking running people over with cars the second week, everybody. I mean, let's let's ease into the NWA right now. Let's get some storylines into the NWA and, 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 and to have our women's champion have a little bit of respect have a little bit of class isn't that what we want anyways my friends i mean she's 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 her own and i actually wonder if they even planned to have her come over at that time or if that was miss k just bringing her over just doing her own thing because it didn't really seem like ashley really knew that that was going to happen so I, I i i love it why not let's introduce this whole roster we, we had a lot of credit constantly to guys like Nick Aldis and James Storm and Eli Drake and that sort of thing for being very confident in who, who they are as uh, personalities. Uh, we, of course, we didn't talk about it last week because she wasn't there yet, but in case also establishes that that women's division is going to be fantastic. And Allison K is a perfect person to have at the head of it because even, even with you don't doubt that Allison K is the real deal. Allison K will take you to school in the middle of that ring. It doesn't have to be an asshole about it. Like she is appreciated of uh, Ashley Vox and uh, Ashley Vox put up a good fight, but you know, it doesn't lessen Allison K to give her some props at the end of that match. Allison K is as confident and as sure of herself as you could ever hope to have in a champion for the NWA. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, some of the feedback that I, I read online after this match was happening was, oh, it's about time that the women are featured on the NWA. Hey, everybody, can I can I hit my microphone a couple times? Hey, everybody, it's the second week. All Have, have you noticed how how the NWA paces things, by the way? I mean, these, these are people that haven't been watching the whole time. I mean, folks, this is going to be the build of what wrestling you to be. The NWA is going to really take their time. I think I read recently that they're only thinking about having four pay-per-views a year, which I think is freaking so fantastic. Interview every month. So folks, just everybody calm down. Have a beer. It's going to be okay. 
It's about I, time. Jesus. I, I will have a beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we do get to see a little glimpse. Storm tried to get stopped for an interview segment. He is not having it. He doesn't want to have an interview, so he walks away. So carry on that story for Tim Storm just a little bit. And uh, then the next to see is uh, Joe Galley out there interviewing James Storm. Uh, Storm takes over that interview right away, calls the national heavyweight title a prop. Yells loudly that he dare to become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and he could so with Tim Storm out of the title picture. Uh, the interview gets interrupted. Eli Drake walks out and uh, says that Storm shouldn't minimize the importance of the national title, and uh, this is his ticket to the top. And uh, Drake concludes by telling uh, James Storm to remember him regardless of what title he holds in the future, essentially. So been more critical of this segment actually and don't get me wrong i love me some james storm i love james storm uh eli drake saves this segment a little bit for me because if i'm being perfectly honest i just didn't like the idea and i suppose you could argue that it fits into james storm's character a little here but the national title is not a prop like don't treat it like it doesn't matter i want that title to also mean everything to whoever's holding it this is a yes it is the step before the 10 pounds of gold but treat it as such so him plopping it down you know it was kind of i was kind of a little bummed out about that side of it but eli drake coming out and kind of saying pretend it's a prop like this is your ticket to the main event like this is showing you're next in line that kind of saved it a little for me well hey gary that's something that uh, mr storm has been you know let's just call him the cowboy if he's going to disrespect the title i'm not going to call him mr storm either so the cowboy is just out there throwing around the title wherever he wants to when i went to championship wrestling from hollywood he was doing the same thing there showing absolutely no respect for that title and then i think uh, just two nights ago we were chatting with the cowboy on social media and i i said something that hey man i mean he he is under contract he's under contract with the nwa and he wrote us back immediately telling i'm not under contract with anybody so what exactly is going on with this james storm guy what exactly is happening right now that he's just throwing things around willy-nilly like they don't matter but yeah man Eli Drake coming out and being Eli Drake. Of course, Eli Drake wants that title. He wants anything around his waist, including his legs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got a pop from Haley on. I got a pop from Haley on the couch. Everybody, oh, that, that sounds like a T-shirt to me. Ladies' legs, anything around my waist, including ladies' legs. There they are, James Storm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I did see that interaction on on the uh, Twitter device, and that makes a lot of sense. That that so so maybe just part of it. Uh, I went back and and part of the reviews leading up to the television show, I did do a uh, uh, a review of Pop where he faced Nick Aldis for the title, and it did have kind of a scrum scrum is that a word at the end of that match that it was kind of indecisive who, who won. I get him being a little off and uh angry to get that title shot so but you know still national important title let's treat it as such anyway 
so that segment, but but I will say also, by the way, Eli Drake and James Storm in the main event picture, that's who you want there. Them with Nick Aldis, that's funny. That is just sign the checks. Those guys, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, the next thing that shows up on our screens is the repeat of the Austin Idol Wrestling School commercial. Killer, killer, killer. I mean, have we not gotten enough of this yet? I think put it in every week, my friend. I that fan, just fantastic. I mean, do we? We don't even need to talk about it, my man. It's 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 so good, and it's. I, I think that. This is this is one of the things that's really setting the NWA apart right now because everything else in the show is taken very seriously, is is treated with that tradition, that legacy, that respect, and then these commercials just come out of absolutely nowhere and just blindsides you and hit you right square in the face. I, I don't know who's. Who's, who's producing these things, who's making these things. I have a 3% uh, uh, idea about it, but I think they are absolutely fantastic, my friend. I'm 100% on board with you. These commercials are a brilliant touch, and I can't wait. Uh, God, even – we can't even talk about it. You and I even had like a little uh, off-air off – uh, under the table preview of something, another one that might be happening. And I'm super excited up, uh, to, to see what it's going to be about. So anyway, uh, after that, the, we got a tag championship match and, and technically this is the main event of the show, which I appreciate. We got a tag team title match as the main event, establishing these tag titles as a big deal. The wild cards versus Eddie Kingston and homicide. I was torn here, man, because I like Eddie Kingston and homicide, but the wild cards, you know, they're my boys. I do love some Tom Latimer and Ron Isaacs. I can go on for days about how great I th think they are, except for the fact that uh, Royce Isaacs seems like a ladies' man and you know, good for him. Well, you know, Gary, I so think that stop I, by I, lady Royce. Well, I'm actually not sure about that because the other day I, I read something that you put out on the Twitter device, and I'm I'm wondering if, if if your wife has your password to the to the NWA Twitter account because it said something like <laughs> Royce Isaac is a golden god or, or or something like that. Do you do you do you share a Twitter account with your wife? I do not. But listen to me. <laughs> These two guys. I mean. The thing is, is in the history of This Is The NWA and the podcast, like in the, the, this, the NWA Weekly, since the Crockett Cup, the backstory is, is that I said I liked Royce Isaacs and Thomas Latimer as a team. I thought they were legit. Okay, truthfully, here's the backstory. We were at VIP at the Crockett Cup, and my wife and I went to this uh, little that was a dead and we sat with well we sat out and they joined us Thomas Latimer, Royce Isaacs and Camille and, and we all got to hang out with them for like the whole night now we're in a room with Marty Skrull and Nick Aldis and uh, whoever else you know like all these people and so these are not the you know with respect not the most known guys but they were just so cool to talk to they were fun to hang out with and uh, so breaking kayfabe a little they they really like my wife fell in love with them immediately all all of them neil and royce and tom and yeah they're like her favorite people and so she 
yelled at me like at one point during this match literally i'm cheering for kingston and homicide and she's like shut up royce and tom are our guys and i'm like okay sorry yeah so. actually um miss mr gibson in, in in the chat room just informed us that royce isaac is married sorry ladies but he also informed me that gary's wife doesn't care about that <laughs> <laughs> you're you're probably right you're probably right mr gibson he is uh she is unconcerned because she's married <laughs> clearly she's not concerned so <laughs> but uh anyway so and i don't blame her i am i am <laughs> much softer and mushier than royce isaacs um so yeah uh, so basically I, I i have been a fan of them when we saw them join together by winning that battle royal at the crockett cup forever since then we were fans they were actually really cool to us and uh so ever since then we've been toward and uh they they've been really interactive on social media like if i you know like hit them up about something or whatever they're just you know it's tough man it's tough when they're cool guys on social media too and then you know you're supposed to hate their guts here but sure. it's tough sure it's uh anyway so uh they they try to help you feel here because uh they they have a match and they do some dirty stuff and uh they uh, but but the match ends up in a no contest i believe because the the damn dawsons come out <laughs> those damn dawsons <laughs> and uh i gotta be honest with you also kind of breaking kayfabe here they scare me anyway yeah <laughs> the dawsons the dawsons are frightening guys uh hey they uh I, I was yelling at them throughout the thing i decided they're gonna be my most hated group and uh kind of ran with that but they on twitter even have uh been very adamant of showing things uh where uh reporters get actually slapped by wrestlers and and that's that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so it's like, all right, that there. I did not sign up for that, Gary. If we're going to be getting slapped <laughs> around by people, I, I did not sign up for this, my friend. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I have to stick to my guns, but then on one hand, I'm slightly interested in less yelling at the Dawsons. But <laughs> it's also kind we'll of fun at the happens. same time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so just to wrap up the actual recap of the show, it, initially, uh, after that, we get to cut to Galley's interview with Aldis and Camille. And they're all sitting uh, ringside. Galley asks what's going through Aldis's head after beating Tim Storm. Aldis says he feels like he's been in a car accident after his match with Storm and that everything he said about respecting Storm was true. Galley asks why Aldis needed Camille as an insurance policy. Aldis angrily avoided answering the question and brought his loss at all in or brought up his loss at all in due to outside interference. This is what's driving me nuts about Galley, but or you know, hold on, I'll wait. He said Camille was only at his side to make sure nothing like that ever happened again. Galley asked Camille what she was getting out of the arrangements between her and Aldis. Camille acted as if she was going to speak, but then she chooses not to speak. Before leaving, Aldis said he never wanted to be accused. Keeping Camille from speaking again, Aldis and Camille leave the interview, and the ending credits close the show. Galley is the god had kind of hinted in the talk with him, but Galley is being very pushy. I mean, Aldis was very clear about why Camille is there. Aldis dealt with Cody Rhodes at all end, and he had Brandy in his corner, so Aldis got Camille. Uh and and that was his insurance policy for NWC. 
upset. Let me. When let he me, faced. Let me, let me let me ask you this now, Gary. Too now, like the, not not only did he say that, but he also. Uh, this, this is a hell of a quote, my friends. He said, I, I, I lost to a, uh, what was it? A, um, ah, man, now I don't, it was right on my tip of my tongue. Uh, he, he lost to a competitor that, that wasn't as good as him and, and a crook. Uh, oh, he lost to an inferior competitor and a crooked ref. Calling Cody Rose inferior. What do you feel about that, my friend? Uh, and uh, Earl Hebner, I believe, was the uh, referee, which is Brian yeah, Hebner's dad, who you're in a feud with, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, myself know. and Mr. Cornette. Me and Cornette are very close friends. I'm following on Twitter, folks. you got to get on that Twitter device. Adam Rotella called out Brian Hebner about a tag on the foot, and Hebner says the, those are the rules. Adam uh, just breaking out his balls goes ahead and tags Jim Cornette and asks what he thinks so then Cornette chimes in with that's not the rules <laughs> if you know what you're doing which of course just just lights the fire so Adam the I'm a newsman Gary I'm a real newsman you're you're being in the galley on Twitter here because <laughs> I'm, look, I'm watching this the whole time and I'm like god dang it Joe listen dude if you knew anything about the NWA and I like Joe Galley don't get me wrong Joe Galley seems like a great guy He's a good commentator, but do your research, Joe. That's what I keep saying. Do your research. Camille doesn't talk. All this is not stopping her from talking. Chill out. And that's why he's got her as an insurance policy because of Brandy Rhodes. And since then, they've been there together. And who are you to step in between that? Alice didn't let her interfere in that Marty Skrull match at Crockett Cup. Joe Galley is seeking clickbait. And he is just being difficult for the sake of being difficult because he wants to get all this wrapped up in some kind of scandal. And all this, my friends, is too classy to fall for it. Man, Gary, I love your fire. That's going to be a micro content <laughs> clip right there. We're going to send it right to Joe Galley, and he's going to give us some goddamn answers, my friends. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I will say. All of that, by the way, Aldis is really great at handling these situations in a way that is difficult, uh, also difficult to follow along with him, like like what you're supposed to think about him. Because at some points, he is a very respectful man and, and confident, but like a carries himself like a champion. But every once in a while, there's these little tinges of like... He's kind of being a dick. So it's it's like something just below the surface with Nick Aldis. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted, Adam. I don't well, know what to think. That's something that Lagana talked about in that interview with us, my man, that there is a meta storyline going on that he's not going to let anybody else know about. But there's different layers to the NWA right now. And thank God there are finally something that isn't just flips and dives and thigh slaps. I want something that's going to actually speak to the brain, my friends. I'm a smart, not I'm not a quote unquote smart wrestling fan, but I'm a smart wrestling fan. I'm a smart 
smart human being. I want to watch wrestling that speaks to me differently than other wrestling does. And that's something that the NWA, the NWA actually gives us with their storylines. They're not just giving me the whole same horse crap all over again. It's something different. And dude, there there is something there that you're that you're talking about that ever so slightly, our champion does come out a few times. And he, he does do that stuff, but so, so, so gal is Camille, even with her looks that, that, that she gives the camera. So when Camille does actually speak, who knows what she's going to say? Who knows when that's going to happen, man? Do you have any idea? Do, 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 do you even want Camille to speak in the future? All I will say is that the only time I've seen Camille speak is at that VIP event for Crockett Cup. And also during the match in NWA 70 when she was screaming at Nick. So she already has talked. We know that she talks, but why isn't she talking? Oh, yeah. Well, at- uh, no, no, at, uh, at Crockett Cup, you're right. Like she, she, she screams at Nick when, like, she comes in to try to interfere with Marty Skrull. And uh, so, so that's what Legato was talking about. Like, Nick tells her to get out and because she's going to attack Skrull. She's screaming at Nick. So mm-hmm. what God is referring to there is that, yeah, obviously she can't speak. Why is she not speaking? I don't know. Hashtag let Camille speak. But you know what? Hashtag do your research, Joe. Camille can talk. She's just choosing not to. All this gave her the opportunity to talk. Fuck off, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. Folks, folks watching us live in the chat, if you have any questions for Gary and I, go ahead and write them right now. I think Gary and I will be wrapping up here in a second. So go ahead and write your your questions if you have anything. Let's go through a little bit of the things right here, right now, my friend. Edward Brown, who joined us a little bit later on in the chat, says Nick Aldis, James Storm, and Tim Storm is the NWA. He says the best wrestling in in the world. Also, uh, Michael Manning says, ha ha, stirring it up when it comes to the Jim, the Jim Cornette and, and uh, Brian Hepner thing. But folks, isn't that, isn't that what we, don't we want a little bit of, of, of controversy like that, even on the Twitter device? Don't we want them to continue to continue the story onto that? Ron Gibson also says, fuck off, Joe. So uh, I, I think that, I think that you started a craze there, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> right, so never mind. Hashtag fuck off, Joe. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me doing a hashtag right there. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag fuck off, Joe. <laughs> um, Gally is not going to like me, no matter if I like him or not, I guess. So, oh, well. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the thing is, is that it's – it is intriguing. That's what you want. You want to have to have a reason to tune in next week. So I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready to find out where this goes. I want to see more. Uh, it's exciting. Um, you got to, I mean, it's a long game with the NWA. Like this week, we didn't see Josephus. We didn't see, uh, I'm trying to think of who else we missed out. But we know other things are coming up too. You guys, Thunder Rosa is coming up. And, and let me tell you, I love Thunder Rosa. Like, I, I think everybody is going to fall in love with Thunder Rosa immediately upon seeing her. Um, but 
Uh, the Rock and Roll Express are going to be back. We know that. In our Lakana interview, he has no shame in mentioning Melina is going to be there. So everybody, it's an hour. Everybody can't be on the screen all, all the I mean, we really didn't get to see much of all this except in interview segments. I do appreciate that he's not required to be out there wrestling a match. Just like, you know, if you're watching uh, WWE, Seth Rollins has to wrestle every week. Like he has to do something. Let's make that championship important. Like it gets defended when it's time to defend it. So, and yeah, Elder Sauer talking about Thunder Rosa. He's 100% right. Thunder Rosa is... I'm in love. I'm in love with Thunder Rosa. Not, you know, not even in a creepy way. Like, she's just great. She just is that good. I just mean that she, she, her and Ricky Starks, for who you are in love with in a creepy way. I'm in love with Ricky Starks in a creepy way. But no, it's just that, it's just that the UA has these people, right? They have these guys that are established. And then they have people that have had careers and are coming back trying to remake their careers. But what I was also hoping to see from them is that what about the young people? The young people that you see in like, say, AEW, like, you know, Kenny Omega has been around a while, but this is his first exposure into mainstream over on AEW. It's like, oh, God, is NWA going to have some like new upcoming flashy, cool stars? And and they do. Ricky Starks and Thunder Rosa are top draft picks for the NWA. So they're not sleeping on that either. They've got some legit people that I guarantee you, I guarantee you Ricky Starks is destined to be a star in this business. So is Thunder Rosa. There is so is Ashley Vox. There. There are people in the day, new and old, everything. It's all like the best, the best wrestling in the world gets transported to a set 1981. And here we are. <laughs> it's it's going to be good. I can't wait. Yeah, Gary. I mean, every, this is, it's only been the second week. This is only our third or fourth time actually even talking to each other. So the more and more that we're talking, the more and more I'm getting excited about the NWA. The people in the chat are excited about the NWA. We're seeing the engagement happen firsthand, my friends, on the Twitter device, on the Instagram device. People want to talk about the NWA. So the only way that we can go from here is up, everybody. And like I always say, if you do follow me on on Twitter, Twitter, I always say we are all in this together. If we want the NWA to succeed, the market will decide. We hear Mr. Lagana talk about that all the time. So if we want the NWA to succeed, it's up to us to share the NWA, to talk about the NWA, to like the NWA. And man, there's not going to be a better place to do that than right here on This Is The NWA Live after every single Tuesday night show on Power. Gary and I will be here going live with you we'll chat about it we'll talk about it and we we we, we want you guys to be here with us as well gary all of you else? people no no all, all these people in the in the live chat this is great i love this these is it, you is all it blowing your mind it's blowing my mind. Just all of you being interactive. I'm just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, I'm listening to you, Adam, but I'm scrolling through it. I'm like, oh, Rod Gibson, bitches, at the spiritual advisor. Yeah, where are you at, Galley, on the spiritual advisor? The spiritual advisor don't say shit. You didn't say anything <laughs> about 
that? Why don't you talk to Josephus? See what he says to you. I mean, come on. James H. Jackson Jr., you're talking about uh, Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce. My friend, follow the Twitter. I, I tried. I tried. He gets in a comment that uh, somebody asks about the term Sweet Charlotte for the 10 pounds of gold on Twitter, and it actually gets David Legata, Nick Aldis, David Marquez, and Adam Pierce all involved in the same Twitter thread talking about Sweet Charlotte that that belongs to Adam Pierce, that he was the first person to give it that name. And Nick Aldis acknowledges it and says, I like to tip my head, tip my hat to the tips that made this thing great. And, uh, and then I tried, I said, you know, what would really be great if you two fought about it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I would love for that to happen, but I think there Adam Pierce go, is an agent is an, I think he's an agent in WWE, though, yeah, so it's yeah, unlikely. Dude, he, he's getting paid a lot of money. And then Rob, Ron Gibson here at the end, which I think is a great thing to talk about as we close this out, my friend. Uh, it is very exciting to be on the ground floor of a rebrand, and it, it, it is... It is it is the best thing to be a part of this rebrand on the ground floor, everybody, because I've said it so many times, but I'll continue to say it. The NWA is the ultimate baby face build in wrestling right now. The, the company itself is an actual character in this story. So to watch it go from what it was to what it is now to what we can perceive it to be. I mean, Gary and I and I offhandedly said, hey, man, one day we're going to do a live podcast from Madison Square Garden, and there's nothing in my mind that doesn't believe that that's going to happen one day, Gary. It's going to happen, brother. And every single person in the live chat right now is going to be there. Hey, Adam, I'm going to go ahead and stop this just for uh, – I'm going to stop recording for the podcast part of it. But let's talk for just a little bit longer about some of these things for the YouTube because I want to encourage people watch us live when it's time to watch us live so let's interact with these folks just a little bit more and i love it uh you know what i'm saying so uh all right everybody thanks for listening to the podcast portion of this if you want more you gotta go live like the awesome folks in the youtube live chat right now because we're going to continue with them until then thanks for listening Ah!